Hello, this is Minister Glenn Burrell. See the Faith Clinic Podcast, where the Word of God is able to save your soul. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a word of edification from the Word of God. Well, praise the Lord. Well, today we want to continue with part three of our series in which is entitled Faith for Winning the Warfare of Your Mind. Faith for Winning the Warfare of Your Mind. But we'll continue today, but I briefly uh, want to go back and reiterate uh, and highlight some of the things that we talked about in part one and part two. Uh, in part one and part two, we we mainly talked about that we need to dress our minds with the word of God. And over in Ephesians, uh, the sixth chapter, it talked about putting on the whole armor of God. And we talked about uh, how we should dress our mind and with what we should dress our minds with. So if we're not dressed completely with the armor of God, then we're leaving ourselves open to the enemy. And we have to be completely dressed. We have to be fully dressed with the armor of God, which is his written word. The written word of God is our armor. That word that will produce peace, that word would, will produce protection, that word that will prosper us, that word will defend us, the word of God. So we need that armor on. So, you know, and we need to renew our minds in order that we can think like God, in order that we can recognize the enemy when he brings ideas, suggestions, and try to influence us with his thoughts and with his words. But we need to be where we allow the word of God to influence us. We allow the word of God to put uh, witty ideas in our mind and in our heart. The word of God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because his written word has been given to us to be our life source. His written word has been given to us, to us to be our source of life because the word of God is, is spirit and the word of God will produce life. The word of God is always generating life. But if we are operating and living outside of the word of God, then the only thing that we're going to produce is death. And Jesus paid the price that we can come out of the realm of death over into the realm of life, that life that's eternal through Christ Jesus and for us to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, God has given us the Holy Spirit to help us. He is our helper. He's the paraclete. He's the one that's been called alongside to help us. But we have to give him permission. We have to give him access into our hearts in order to do that 
in order that he can lead us and that he can guide us and that he can teach us and that he can show us the way to go. But we need both. We need Jesus to come into our lives to make our spirit man new. We need the Holy Spirit to come in with the power of God to help us to live right so that we can live according to the word of God, so that we can walk according to the word of God. Hallelujah. Because I say again, the word of God is our life source. And in order for us to live the God kind of life, then our minds going to have to be renewed with the written word of God. God gave us his word for a purpose. And that written word was given to us so that we can live a victorious life in this earth. And the word of God will help us to do that. The Holy Spirit will help us to do that. But we have to renew our minds so that we can think like God. And when we think like God, we'll begin to act like God. And when we act like God, hallelujah, it comes from talking like God. Because I want us to understand how we think is how we're going to talk. And what we talk is what we're going to act. So we need to get the word of God so it can saturate our souls and saturate our minds saturate our heart because the word of God the word of God abides in our heart so that it can allow our soul to produce right living right thinking right talking because it's it's, it's out of the abundance of the heart that comes the issues of life It's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speak. Amen. Hallelujah. So he want us to walk. He want us to walk according to his word. He want us to have a lifestyle according to his word. But we can't have that lifestyle if we never allow the word of God to renew our mind. We have to renew our minds so that we can think like. God so that we can act like God so that we can talk like God and and walk like God what do we mean by walk like God we want our steps to be in line with the word of God you know I think about a soldier when 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 a soldier enters into the military their goal is to change his mindset or her mindset. Their goal is to get them to think like the military. Their goal is to get them to conform themselves to the way that they talk, the way that they act, and the way that they live. You got to dress the way they want you to dress. You got to act in accordance to how they want you to act. And you got to live in accordance to how they want you to live. So they want to reprogram your mind. And that's what God wants to do to us is reprogram our mind with his word so that we can walk like him, talk like him, act like him, live like him, dress like, hallelujah, that would be in conformity 
to his lifestyle in conformity to his kingdom. Because we have to understand that once we are born again, hallelujah, we are translated over into the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God has been sent to this earth, hallelujah, so that we can have a government to live by. Yeah, I know that we have this natural government, the politicians and so forth, in this earth. But God has sent his kingdom, his government into this earth so that we as believers can live according to his kingdom. Hallelujah. You know, you, you know, a colony has been established to where. Let's take the islands, for instance. You know, in the British, they pretty much rule most of those islands. And because the British ruled the islands, even though the people in the island didn't live in Britain, but because of the laws and lifestyle that, that the British have established in the islands, those people that are in the islands have to live according to the British lifestyle. They act like them. They talk like them. Their lifestyle is like that of the British. But they don't live in Britain. They live on the island. But they are a part of another kingdom. And so they have to live according to the kingdom that has been established in their lives. So we, as believers, we have to live according to the kingdom of God. But we have to allow his kingdom to be established in our hearts so that we can begin to live the lifestyle that God has, has, has intended for and purposely put in place for us to live. So even as I said, the British... lifestyle and character of that country is what rules the islands even though they don't live in britain they still have to live according to the british lifestyle so what i'm trying to say is we're here in this earth but we're citizens of the kingdom of God. So even though we live in this earth, we still got to live according to the kingdom of God here in this earth. So how do we get to that point to establish that lifestyle? In order to establish the lifestyle of living according to the kingdom of God in this earth, we have to receive his word and allow his written word to become a part of us and abide in us. Abide. God wants his word to abide in us. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Praise God. And you know, we get so hung up on these natural things. We get so hung up on the ways of the world. 
that it nullifies the lifestyle that God wants us to live. So we have to, what we will talk about today in, in, in part three, we'll get to that, but God wants us to live a victorious lifestyle. And if we don't have a mindset to think like God, then we won't be able to live like God want us to live. Amen. We we get so hung up in the traditions and and the lifestyle of this world that it nullifies the word of God that is trying to enter into our lives. It blocks out. And we have to open up. We have to incline ourselves to receive. You know, I think about over in the uh, book of Matthew, when Jesus was confronted by the Pharisees with their, with their traditions and their beliefs and their commandments and the commandments of God that they were trying to keep the law and so forth. But let, 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 let's see what it says over there in Matthew, uh, the 15th chapter. And we'll read a few verses. And I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible. And we'll read in verse 1. It said, Then some Pharisees and scribes from Jerusalem came to Jesus and said, Why do your disciples violate the tradition, religious laws, handed down by the Jewish elders. For your disciples do not ceremonially wash their hands before they eat. Wow. Wow. But we're we going to get to a key point as we read on. Verse 3. And he replied, this Jesus talking. Why also do you violate the commandment of God for the sake of your traditions handed down by, your, by the elders? Handed down by the elders. Verse 4. For God said, through Moses, honor your father and mother. And he who, and he who speaks evil of or insults or, or treats evil improperly father or mother is to be put to death but but you say if anyone says to his father or mother whatever money or resource that i have that would help you is already dedicated and given to god and he is not to honor his father or mother by helping them with their need so by this, you have invalidated the word of God, depriving it of the force and authority of making it of no effect for the sake of your traditions handed down by the elders. And, and, and today, we as believers today are still trying to live by a lot of traditions that has been handed down by our forefathers, which is making the word of God non-effect in our lives and also making the word of God non-effect in the local churches. 
traditions, traditions, making the word of God of none effect in our lives. So we need to determine, are we going to live by traditions or are we going to live by the word of God? In verse 7, he, he called them, he said, you hypocrites, play actors, pretenders, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, this people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me, for they teach as doctrines the precepts of men. What are we teaching today? What are we teaching our children today? What are we teaching the generation that's coming from, that's coming behind us? The generation that will, 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 will take control once we are gone. What are we teaching them? Are we teaching them our traditions? Or are we teaching them the truth of God's word? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then verse 10. After Jesus called the crowd to him, he said, listen and understand this. Understand this. And I want us to pay attention to two key words that's coming up. In this scripture, in verse 11. But verse 10 says, And Jesus called, to, called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand this. Verse 11. It is not what goes into. That key word, into. It is not what goes into the mouth of a man that that defiles and dishonor him. Now listen to this, the other key word. Now we said the first key word was into. But Jesus began to say, but what comes out, that's the second key word. The first one was into, and the second one is out. So he said it is not what goes into the mouth of a man that defiles and dishonor him, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles and dishonor, dishonors him. And so we, we, we got our traditions and we, we, we so hung up. Of, of what what we're eating and what what kind of food. Yeah, it's right that we eat good. But don't get people hung up on the fact of what they're putting in their mouth that's going to defile them just because they eat pork, just because they eat meat, just because they eat this and they eat that. But Jesus is saying that's not what defiles a man. That's not what dishonors him. But what comes out of the mouth. This defiles and dishonors him. So what's coming out of your mouth? What, what corrupt words are coming out of your mouth? 
That's what defiles a man. That's what dishonors a man. That's what this defiles a woman or dishonors a woman is what comes out of the mouth. Not what we're putting into the mouth that defiles because he's going to explain what happens when, the, when, when what we put into the mouth and where it goes. But he's also explaining what comes out of the mouth. What goes into don't defile a man. But what comes out is what defiles a man. So what are we saying? It's the food that goes into the mouth or what we drink that goes into the mouth. But Jesus is saying it's the words that we speak that comes out of the abundance of our heart is what defiles a man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then verse 12, the disciples came and said to Jesus, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard you say this? Yeah, traditions will always cause you to get offended when you are challenged with the truth. See, Jesus challenged their traditions and their beliefs with the truth of God's word. Verse 13, he answered, every plant which my heavenly father did not plant will be torn up by the roots. The word of God will tear the traditions of men up by the root. Hallelujah. In verse 14, <clears throat> verse 14, and Jesus told his disciples, said, leave them alone. Leave them alone. They are blind guides. Leading blind followers. If a blind man leads a blind man, both will fall into the pit, into a pit. But let's listen how, how he completed his teaching to his disciples. He's talking about the heart of a man. It's what comes out of the heart that, that defiles a man. It's not the food that you put in your mouth. He's going to explain this. In verse 15, he said, Peter asked him, explain this parable about what defiles a person to us. And he said, are you still so dull and unable to put things together? Verse 17, do you not understand that what goes into the mouth into into do you not understand what goes into the mouth passes to into the stomach and is eliminated verse 18 but whatever word but whatever word comes out of the mouth comes from the heart and this is what defiles and dishonor the man. For out of the heart, this is what comes out of the heart. And this is so why it's so important 
that it, we have to renew our mind with the written word of God so that our heart won't produce these things that he's about to say. Verse 19, for out of the heart, out of the heart, out of the heart comes evil thoughts. And I want us to understand that the things that are happening around us today, the shooting, the stealing, the, the killing, and all sorts of evil stuff like that, it begins in your thought life. People don't just go out and shoot somebody before they think about it. They just don't go out and steal and break into somebody's house before they think about it. They just don't do these things that are evil without thoughts and plans. People that are going out committing adultery, they think about it, they plan it before they do it. And I want us to understand that everything that we do, it comes from thoughts and it comes from plans. Plans are developed by thoughts. So this is what Jesus said in verse 19. For out of the heart cometh evil thoughts and plans. And then he went on to say, what, 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 what's developed out of those thoughts and plans? For out of the heart comes evil thoughts and plans. It's so important that we renew our mind with the good word of God. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts and plans. Murderers, it comes from thoughts and plans. Adulterers, it comes from thoughts and plans. Sexual immoralities, it comes from thoughts and plans. Thieves, it comes from thoughts and plans. False testimonies, slanderers, verbal abuse, irrelevant speech, blaspheming. It comes from thoughts and plans. Those things don't take place until they are thought out and planned. Hallelujah. But when we renew our mind with the word of God, those thoughts and those plans will change. We'll begin to think the thoughts of God. We'll begin to think like God. We'll begin to make plans out of the word of God. Hallelujah. In verse 20, these are the things which defile and dishonor the man, but eating with ceremonially unwashed hands does not defile a man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank him for his word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory to God. For his word. His word. His word. Hallelujah. His word is our life source. Let's look at another scripture. Because we have to renew our mind. We have to renew our mind with the word of God in order to live right. 
We have to renew our mind with the word of God in order to talk right. We have to live the life of God. We have to walk in a manner of which God has intended for us to walk. Like I was talking about those soldiers, when they're marching, they always have to be in step, in cadence with one another. And that's the way God is saying in Galatians, the fifth chapter, when he talk about how we should walk, how we should walk, how we should walk. What do we mean by how we should walk? Is our life, our character, how we should conduct ourselves as a believer, how we should live as a believer. Let's look at Galatians, the fifth chapter. And let's look at the 16th <clears throat> verse, excuse me. Galatians, the fifth chapter in the 16th verse. Hallelujah. I'm still reading out of the Amplified Bible. Glory to God. Verse 16. But I say, walk, walk, keep in step, stay in cadence with the word of God. Once we renew our minds with the word, then we can walk the lifestyle that God intended for us to walk. Verse 16 say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then, then, you will certainly not carry out the desires of the, of the sinful nature. See, we're dealing with two different natures. That, that old sinful nature in which Jesus died and conquered, but we have to receive the nature of the Spirit of God. But Jesus paid the price that we be delivered from that sinful nature. But in order... For that sinful nature not to dominate our lives, because that sinful nature, uh, I'm going to say, is still in existence to those that don't believe in, in God. Those that don't believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. Those that don't believe that he conquered that sinful nature. But I want to say this. You know, I think it's in Matthew, the 12th chapter. That when he talked about the house has been clean, swept, and garnished. Now, I want us to understand that once we receive Jesus Christ, our spirit man is made new. Our spirit man is cleaned up. But we have a responsibility to renew our minds, which is a part of our soul. So therefore, when you're saved and born again, your spirit man is made new, but there has to be a process and a progress of your soul being renewed with the word of God so that you can carry out the word of God in your lifestyle. Amen. I say amen. 
And that's why he's saying walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. Be responsive to the word of God. Be responsive to the instructions of the Holy Spirit. And then we'll be able to carry out the desires of God. Amen. And we'll not carry out the desires of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. Verse 17. For the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit, the spirit of God. And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature of these two. See, we're battling. We're battling with these two natures. And I want us to understand when I was talking about the house being swept and garnished and cleaned, but it, it, it remained empty. And because it remained empty, then the enemy, the devil, was able to come back in, not only by himself, but to bring seven more in with him. Because it wasn't filled. Because that house was still empty. And then he said, I'll go back to my house. He laid claim that it's his house. Because there was nothing to fill the house that was empty, clean, and garnished. So what I'm trying to say is, your spirit man has been made new. But if we don't fill our spirit man and our soul with the word of God, then that sinful nature will have a tendency to have a crack to come back in. And that's why it's so important that we renew our mind with the word of God. Because he said, for the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit. And the desire of the, of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, the spirit of God or your spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict, continually in conflict, so that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. But if you are guided and led by the Spirit in the Word of God, you are not subject to the law. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But if you are guided and led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sinful, I mean sexual, I'm sorry, they are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, total, total irresponsibility, and lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, 
that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, rioters behavior, and other things like these. He said, I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But right living, this is where it comes from. This is what the, the nature of God in us will produce. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of his presence within us, the result of his written word within us, is the love, unselfish concern for others. Joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait. But how we act while waiting. I'm going to read that again. Patience, not the ability to wait. But patience is how we act while waiting. Kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature together with his passions and appetites. Verse 25, if we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must walk also, we must also walk by the Spirit with personal integrity, godly character, and moral courage. Our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God empowered by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if your house has been clean, swept and garnished, you need to fill it. Glory to God, you need to fill it. You need to fill it with the word of God. You need to fill it with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God, we need to fill it. We need to fill our house. We need to fill our house with the word of God so that we can be led by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory to God. I want to, before we finish up, I want to leave us with a few points. Four points. Hallelujah. For renewing our mind with the written word of God. So that we can win the warfare between those two natures. The sinful nature and the nature of God. Hallelujah, because they are opposed to one another. Glory to God, you, you, you can't ride the fence and be on one side and on the other. Glory to God, you're going to have to choose. You choose one side of the fence or the other. You either choose the sinful nature or you choose the nature of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Your lifestyle. Your lifestyle. 
I say, your lifestyle. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The word of God is our source. And the word of God is the source of our lives. Hallelujah. I say the word of God is the source of our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But I, I want to go quickly and just give you the, the few points that renew in our mind with the written word of God. And number one, the written word of God transforms. It changes our character and conditions our mind. Our minds need to be conformed to the word of God. Our minds need the confirmation of God's word. What do I mean by the confirmation of God's word? Our minds need to be shaped with the word of God so that we can live like God. So therefore, he said the written word of God transforms. It changes our character. It, it it's the word of God that will change our character. It's the word of God that will develop a God kind of character. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So your, your sinful nature that had developed your character before Christ entered into your life. Be gone. And this new nature, the one that Christ Jesus produced, when he died on the cross and God raised him from the dead so that his written word could be alive on the inside of us. That would change our, 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 our personality, change our character. Because our character is developed out of the nature which you choose to live by. It's the nature, that sinful nature would develop a sinful character. Hallelujah. The word of God will develop a spiritual character, a God kind of character in our lives. It's important that the written word of God be allowed to transform our life. That's our part. That's our part is to get that written word on the inside of us, to hear the word. Receive the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it can get on the inside of us. Point number one. The written word of God transformed to change in character and condition of our minds. Our minds, the condition of our mind. What's the state and condition of your mind? That's a question you need to answer yourself. We need to dedicate ourselves to the word of God. We need, to, we, we need to consecrate ourselves, offer up the prayer of consecration unto God, that we consecrate ourselves to the lifestyle that he desires us to live, but we can't live that lifestyle outside of his written word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So let's look at Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 1 through 2 in the Amplified Bible. Verse 1, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart, as a living sacrifice, 
holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intellect act of worship. We can worship God with our lifestyle. Glory to God. That's worship him with our lifestyle. Verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but we need to conform ourselves to the word of God. He said, and do not be conformed to this world. Conform ourselves. We need to conform ourselves to the kingdom of God through his written word. But he said, be, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed, changed, and progressively changed as your nature, your, as your mature spirituality, as you mature spirituality. Glory to God. Let me read that again. Verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes. Oh, we wonder why attitudes be so bad sometimes. So that you may prove for yourselves, for yourselves, for yourselves, what the will of God is. That which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We need to place, hallelujah, our lives before God. I said we need to place our lives before God. Hallelujah. Let's, let, let's see what it said in the Message Bible in Romans, the 12th chapter in the first through the second verse. In verse 1, he said, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you in the best thing you can do for him. For the best thing, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for you, for him. Verse 2, don't become so well adjusted to your culture. That you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The written word of God. 
transforms us. One, number two, attending. Attending to apply the mind and pay attention to the written word of God makes believers wise. You do want to be wise. You want to be wiser than your enemy. And the word of God will cause you to be wiser than the enemy. Glory to God. Let's look at Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verse 20 through 22. Out of the King James Bible. My son, attend, 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 attend to my words. Incline, incline thine ear unto my saying. Verse 21, let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Verse 22, for they are life. The word of God, hallelujah. The word of God, hallelujah. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all flesh, all their flesh. The word of God is not only life, but he said the word of God is health to this body. The word of God is health, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, to all our flesh. Look at Proverbs 5, 1 through 2 in the New Living Translation. He said, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Talking about his word, his written word. Then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you've learned. Hallelujah. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Glory to God. Attending to apply the mind and pay attention to the word of God makes believers wise. Glory to God. The word of the written word of God will transform us and the written word of God will give us wisdom and make us wise. Hallelujah. Number three. The written word of God will mature. It'll grow up, progress and flourish, and prosper, and develop our soul. Glory to God. Above all things, I wish that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. That the word of God will do that. It'll grow us up. It'll progress us. It'll prosper us. It'll flourish in our lives and develop our soul. Let's look at Hebrews 5, 11 through 14, in the Amplified Bible right quick. Concerning this, verse 11, concerning this, we have much to say. And it is hard to explain, since you have become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing, disinclined to listen. Verse 12, for though by this time, you ought to be teachers because of the time you have had to learn these truths. You actually need someone to teach you, again, the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. And you have come to be continually in need of milk, 
not solid food? Are you still a baby? Are you still a baby having to desire the milk of God's word and hadn't grown? And still not able to eat the solidness of God's word, his food. Verse 13, for everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness. The word of righteousness, the word of righteousness, the word of righteousness, the word of God, the word of Jesus, the word of the Holy Spirit, the word of righteousness. Since he is a spiritual infant. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 14. But solid food is for the spiritually mature. Whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. Hallelujah. The written word of God will cause us to be mature, will grow us up, it'll progress us, it'll flourish in our life, and it'll prosper us and heal us and protect us and provide for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Number four, which is the last one, and then we'll close. Incline, rise. Or raise your heart to the level of God's written word. What level is your heart? What level is your heart? Glory to God. What, what, what level has the word of God matured your heart? Are your heart still in the baby stage, in the infant stage, or are you growing spiritually? Are you maturing spiritually? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at Psalm 119, verse 112. 112. I have inclined my heart. I have inclined my heart. I have inclined my heart. I've paid attention. I've listened to the word of God. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever, even to the end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Incline, raise your heart to the level of God's written word. How do we do that? By hearing the word. By developing our faith. Glory to God. Trust in God, believe in God, so that we can live the lifestyle of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I trust that you've been blessed from this word today. And I thank God. I thank God for the Holy Spirit. And I believe that the hearers of this word will be blessed, prosperous, healthy, and whole. In Jesus' name, until we meet again, I say, continue to grow and be blessed in the word of God. Hallelujah and amen and amen. Glory to God.